What's up, fight fans? Welcome to the comments from the Peanut Gallery podcast. I'm your host, Jordan Kurtz. We have a very special guest today joining us via the MyFitFoods hotline. That is MyFitFoods.com. Go to www.MyFitFoods.com. Use that promo code Peanut Gallery. You're going to be all taken care of on the back half. But back to business here. We have a special guest joining us. We have Elijah Swift-Smith. How you doing, my man? Man, I'm doing great. Couldn't feel any better, man. How you doing? I'm doing great. You know, I mean, I wish it was a little bit warmer being that it's now, you know, mid-March and we're we're kind of hit with the uh, with the heavy stick from the Groundhog Day out there. You know, that six yeah. weeks of winter, that was uh, that was a heavy one this year. Yeah, it was. It was a crazy one. Definitely, my man. So why don't you right away let people know where they can follow you just so they have that information right off the rip. Yeah, so uh, you guys can follow me on Instagram at Shakur the Bag, O2, and also on Facebook. My name is Elijah Smith, for uh, those of y'all who don't know. Also, I do have a TikTok account. I put, uh, I have, uh, you know, a lot of good content, some funny. Uh, and that one's uh, Elijah, Elijah Smith 18. So, really, you know, all, all these, uh, my social media platforms have my name in it, most of them. So, it'd be, that's that's where you can find me at. Awesome, man. Thank you so much for that information there. Now, you have a big fight coming up here at the end of the month. This is going to be for an amateur title fight in the 135-pound division at Colorado Combat Club 11 on March 25th at the Aurora Stampede. You're going up against an, another undefeated prospect in Felix Cano. What are your thoughts on the matchup, and how are you seeing things as you approach the fight day? Uh, I see the fight, you know, going my way. You know, I'm Every fight that I've had, I've never stressed about it because I always feel like, you know, I'm prepared. But um, I want to also thank Felix Cano for, uh, you know, taking the fight. Because what most people don't know is that he actually uh, posted on Instagram, you know, calling me out. So he must have seen something in, in one of my fights or he must he must feel that, you know, he he's more than prepared to come out and, and put it on a show. So I appreciate him for reaching out to me when people were turning me down. So but. As the fight goes, you know, like I said last time, you know, I'm trying to get the fight over with as quick as possible. I feel like I'm I'm miles above these guys. So that's how I feel the fight going. And I'm very excited for that fight to come. Definitely. And as people, if you were to go and check this man's resume on Tapology, you're going to see a lot of quick finishes out there. The one that did end up going deeper into the fight was, I mean, you had to overcome some tremendous adversity in that fight, basically fighting up two full weight classes. Why don't you talk yeah. about that and how that helped you as far as your mental growth? Uh, that, that fight right there, I, I could definitely say that was probably my most sloppiest fight. I feel like I was just in there to, you know, not really. I don't want to say to survive because I knew I was going to win. That's just my mentality. But I was just in there just freelancing a little bit, you know, fighting the two weight classes. I, you know, I obviously didn't have to cut any weight. So I was over there. I didn't eat as good as I, as I used to or as I should have been. I didn't really take the fight too serious. But, you know, as the fight came, I was like, shit, I was tired. I was dog tired, too. So I had to find a way to, you know, scavenge up a win and um when i got that win i felt like nobody else can beat me i was like there's no way that i can go out there and uh lose to somebody my size when i just went out there and beat somebody who's two times bigger than me 
That's fair. And especially in that last matchup that you had, uh, that you had up in Greeley Brito, he, he's a known striker or is a striking specialist and you went out there and outstruck the strikers. So again, how does that help build your confidence at such a young age? Uh, like, a, uh, especially like what you just said, you know, since I'm so young, I know I'm, I'm, I'm faster than a lot of these guys and I know I'm stronger than a lot of these guys. And, with the help of my dad and the gym and the guys that I'm around, you know, I'm around like a lot of good athletes, a lot of great fighters like Dylan King, Joe Hurt, um, Lonzo Adams, even some guys in the background that you guys don't see, like David Payne, who's a pro boxer. You know, he's been on some uh, big cards in the, in, the, in the boxing world. So those, those type of guys always, you know, keep me sharp, keep my tools sharp. And I feel like when I go out there, it's a breeze. You know, I've already seen there, been there before. Now, you mentioned that you have some, uh, you know, you have a lot of teammates, being that that is the case that a lot of Colorado guys fill up our Colorado cards. And also, my bad, I don't mean to cut you off, but also somebody like my dad, who's a UFC, who's a UFC veteran, been in Bellator on the Ultimate Fire twice, those type of tools. So, you know, I'm, I'm blessed, you know, to have those type of guys around me. And, you know, to, that's that's what gives me my confidence. Yeah, let's talk about that for a second, being that you are a second generation fighter in that regard. Now, how has growing up in the gym around your dad, you know, going from promotion to promotion and just seeing things from the ultimate fighter to being an RFA world champion, just the, all of the heights, the, the pitfalls, the everything that comes along with the fight life as a fighter and now as a coach, how do you, how, how does that help you or has that maybe added any sort of pressure for you to perform as well? Uh, I, I would say it doesn't really add any pressure to me because, but I, you know, coming into the fight game, I knew that, you know, once I start racking up wins, everybody's going to be the, everybody wants to knock out or wants to, you know, beat me, you know, just, just because of my dad's name. And that's fine. You know, and, and I understood that, but um, growing up, you know, we was, I was always in the gym you know, I started wrestling at six. Um, my dad was roughly always, you know, been my coach, always, always been there. And uh, yeah, I mean, it just came smooth. At first, I I didn't even want to fight. I wanted to keep playing football. But 2020 was a weird year, as we all know. That's when the pandemic hit. And we was like, you know, what's, what else is going on? And I always, and I had just came from uh, wrestling because I went to state. I went to state back to back uh, my high school uh, when I was in high school and I had lost that state. And I always had that like little niche, like, you know, I feel like I need to get, I need to get that lick back. And fighting was the only thing I was open around then. Cause like I said, the, the pandemic and that's what got me into it or really, really, you okay. know, made my decision on what I wanted to do. Now that it's basically, you know, two years into that, that crazy time in the world of the, of the pandemic and everything shutting down, are you happy with the decision that you made? Man, uh, it's, it's crazy how life works. You know, um, I would have never thought like two years ago that I would be fighting. Cause like I said, I, I, I didn't want to, I didn't want to do any, uh, mixed martial arts. I didn't want to fight. I didn't want to take punches to the face. But I'm, I'm more than happy with my decision, you know, just seeing how far I've grown and how much, you know, how much I can't or how far I can go still. Because as everybody knows, I'm still young. I'm only 19 years of age. I turned 20 in September, so I have a long road ahead of me. Oh, yeah, definitely. I mean, but being that you're so young and you have you have that 
second generation skill, if you will. Like, I guess there's not really a better way to kind of describe it in that way in that this there's an, there's going to be a massive shift. I feel like as far as the entire field of MMA over the course of the next, you know, 10, 15 years, because in the past or in your, in your dad's era, that was guys who, you know, may, maybe you grew up fighting, don't get me wrong, but there wasn't like trained programs or you, maybe you had some, you know, some McDojo karate or Taekwondo type of situation or whatever, but there wasn't a full on, you know, like jujitsu Academy, or there wasn't programs that you're now seeing with kids like yourself who grew up wrestling, who were able to train their entire life. Like guys, like guys like yourself, you know, you just have a, you have a level of talent and a caliber of skill that in yesteryear, we didn't see from someone at just 19 years old. Yeah, uh, that's crazy that you say that because I remember times like when my dad was fighting, he had to either drive up to Castle Rock, which was, you know, 45 minute drive from from where we are to go, you know, train on his jujitsu or he'll go drive, drive down to Pueblo, Colorado, go uh, train with those guys at the at the college for his wrestling. And then he'll drive up to, you know, um, uh, Denver to go train with some guy, get some sparring rounds when he was with, uh, training with factory X. So nowadays, you know, my dad, he collected all that knowledge and put it right in his gym. So we don't have to, you know, drive here, drive there, you know, we get everything right where, you know, right at home. So, and, and I know as the talent, you know, as the year turns the talent, you know, it's going to keep getting better, keep getting better, especially when I, you know, when the time is, you know, to turn pro, who knows? I might turn pro after this one. Nobody, I haven't fully made the decision yet, but you know, I, I just feel like I'm ready for every step and every, you know, challenge that's, that's next for me. In terms of, obviously there's a tremendous set of skills physically, but I feel like some of the biggest challenges that some fighters, especially those who are on the quote unquote fast track, if you will, some of the biggest adversity or the biggest battles that you're going to face are going to be in between the ears are going to be some of those mental battles, that voice in your head, that's telling you some things. Maybe it's the thought of, okay, well, you know what I'm, you know, now I'm a two and three and pro and I'm sitting in a position where I might be looking at a contender series opportunity or something to where the lights just keep on getting brighter. How does having someone like your dad there who has been through that sort of stage of the game mentally, how does that help you grow with those things that maybe we don't necessarily get to see from the physical standpoint? Um, you know, we, me and my dad, we occasionally, you know, uh, often, very oftenly, we you know we have our, we have our talks late at night, you know, when we get home from training and we just talk about, you know, we don't really even talk about, you know, the big lights and what's, and what's next. We always talk about what's right in front of us. You know, we got to knock down that barrier that's right in front of us. So thinking about the big lights, you know, I guess when we get to that point, we'll have that talk. But I already know that, like, when I when I get that, when I, I have this mentality is like no opportunity is too big for me. So I, I I'll take it as if it was just any regular fight, you know. Every fight is a, actually every fight is a big fight, you know, because I can keep winning, keep winning, keep winning. But as soon as I lose, I got to rebuild. I got to re, you know, rebuild that, that, that hype train. So every fight is a big fight for me, you know, to keep the train rolling and, and keep everything going. So that's, that's how fair. That, that's fair. 
And I mean, I, I feel like that does show overall just in, in how you carry yourself. You have a you have a confident presence and just kind of a you have your own swag about you, I guess. Like that's the, that's just the best way to say it without putting a finger on it too much in that way. But I mean, how, how does that, I guess, because you're, you're also a knack for the performing arts. You, you're a musician, too, as well. So just that that being said, you're not afraid of being in the spotlight or having the eyes and the ears on you does that do you think that that kind of all goes full circle with fighting and being a musician and whatnot definitely definitely because you know when you're performing the song and it's just you everybody's looking at you one one person is getting looked at when you're fighting everybody's looking at you you know it might be three people but you know, everybody, you know, is occasionally looking at you and maybe your opponent and seeing like who's going to get knocked out. So it's all the same thing. Um, I learned that, you know, blocking out the crowd when I was younger, you know, I, I like I said, I came up wrestling. Um, I was always like the class clown, but, you know, I have like a very like vibey feel, you know, vibey. So I'm very chill by everything. But yeah. sup, coach? What's going on? <laughs> How are you? Great to see Good you. Morning. Good morning. But yeah, no, I, like I said, no, no opportunity is too big for me. And uh, I, I just, I, I, when I get into a fight too, especially when I'm walking out, I just get so tunnel vision. Like I don't see the crowd. I don't hear the crowd. I barely even hear my own music. The only thing that I could think of is just getting in the cage, taking three deep breaths and just closing my eyes. And then when I turn around, I'm ready to go. And you'll see like a lot of the times, like when I get into the cage, I do my tip like, I get down on my knees and then I uh, put my hands on the cage and just shake it out. And I look and uh, I don't know. And that when I turn around, I'm like a different fighter. I'm a new person, somebody, I'm an animal. That's understandable. I mean, I feel like that's kind of a common theme from a a lot of guys in the fight game that you kind of have this alter ego or this like second personality, if you will, that as soon as, you know, as soon as you hit that curtain on the walk at like you become a different person at that time. Got to, you got to, because if you don't, man, I mean, there's some guys that come out, you know, you could come out very serious. That's how some guys operate. Some guys come out, you know, they want to dance, you know, they're feeling the vibe. That's that's all you, but you got to find what fits for you, you know, what brings your confidence up, what gets you in the zone. So you that I, for, for any young fighter that's coming up, that's something that, that I would say to that you got to find, you know, come fight night, you know, what, what gets you in a comfortable state of mind? Certainly. Now, as you're getting to these latter stages of camp in just a couple of weeks out from fight night, what is maybe something like it could be, you know, uh, a little vice like ice cream or maybe for some people it's sweet potato fries or something like that. Like what is the hardest thing for you to give up while you're in camp and cutting weight? The hardest thing for me to give up. uh, I got a lot, man. I got a lot. Probably like. A lot of fried food and it's not because I like I said, I'm still young. So like I, you know, everything is good to me. You know, you've got the gift of you've got the gift of youth on your side. So you can uh, you can get away with some food. Yeah, right? exactly. Like even like uh, but I would probably say the hardest thing for me to give up would have to be like sweets, like sweets, like candy and stuff like that. Because I, I don't know when I when you get done, like with training, I I always feel like I need like oh, I need to go get like a soda or something. I need to go get like a candy bar. Like I need to get some sugar in me. So that's probably one of the hardest things, you know, early in the, like when I start cutting weight, I don't, I don't really cut out too much salt. Cause you know, I still want to 
I still want to retain a lot of the, a lot of the water. So when I do sweat it out, it just comes out in one. But yeah, I would say like sweets, like soda, candy, you know, stuff like that. What's your candy of choice? And I like chocolate. I like chocolate for sure. But Skittles, Skittles is my go-to. Skittles is my go-to. I got. I, I, I was just wondering because my my radio co-host Josh Friend, like that is his biggest vice. If there is Skittles anywhere around, even while he's cutting, like sometimes because he doesn't have to cut a ton to get down to eighty-five. But yeah. you know, if there's like some Skittles or some Tic Tacs sitting around, like he might be in that portable sun and he'll pop one or two just in the process, just to keep that. <laughs> just to not have like almost like that bile taste going, you know, like when you're getting but, those last couple of pounds. I also say like, you know, when you're cutting weight too, like it's okay to like cheat, but it depends on how you cheat. You know, you can't sit there and like, if I get hungry, you know, I'll sometimes I'll get a plain burger, like just meat, two patties and like, and like a bun. And I know that like, since the meat is all protein, you know, that's easier to burn off than something that like, you know, filled with carbs. Maybe the bread is a little bit hard, but it's not too much. So, and I'll do that like maybe like earlier in the wake up, but you know, you can, you can cheat here and there, but just know you got to go to the gym and you got to, you know, you got to get those, get that extra weight off, you know, that you just put on. Oh yeah, certainly. Especially if, uh, if you're eating some super, you know, super salty stuff and depending on where you're at with your water load, salt load, all of that, we, uh, just a kind of a crazy story to that when we were out in, uh, out in independence, Missouri, or yeah, I think independence Lee summit, wherever, just one of those like suburbs outside of Kansas city for FAC 12, the last looking for a fight, Dana White's looking for a fight where Josh got signed to the UFC. We go out to eat or we go to get some food the night before. And he asks specifically for, just a plain chicken breast, like no, not salted, no anything. And just some broccoli, like, like just to keep it, keep it plain. It comes out and bro, it was almost like they cooked that thing on a salt rock. (laughs) (laughs) So yeah, it was uh, lucky for him. He didn't have to worry about too intense of a cut. Otherwise we might've had some problems. Yeah. Like me, like I was, I was naturally, like I'm naturally uh, a 45. Like I, I walk around like, 52 somewhere around that so like in high school i remember one time like um it was regionals and every in wrestling in high school you have to for every day that you make it or every day that you win you have to weigh weigh in like the same morning so i remember i won later on that night i had like three chicken breasts and i was wrestling at 145 uh and i woke up that morning ran a little bit hopped on the scale and i was cool like my metabolism i never stress about my weight and i I don't plan on missing weight ever. So it uh, must be nice, young man. It must be nice yeah. to not worry about the weight. <laughs> I'm just messing with you. <laughs> As yeah. we start to tie some things up here, is there anybody that you want to give a shout out to? Teammates, management, anybody out there, sponsors? Yeah, 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 definitely. I want to give a shout out to uh, all of my teammates at Victory MMA, the coach, my dad, obviously, my mom, my sisters. Uh, definitely my daughter, but I also want to give a shout out to all of my um, sponsorships like Sheath and uh, and Alpha, um, making for uh, the underwears that they sponsor me, and uh, also uh, the fight shorts that he gives uh, that he gives me. So I'm very uh, appreciative of those guys. So thank you, I appreciate it. Awesome, man. Why don't you let everybody know the details on your fight and where they can follow you one more time? So fight is March 25th. And it's crazy. It's on Friday, not Saturday. Remember that. It's at the Stampede, uh, Stampede Club. Yep. yep. Stampede in Aurora. And uh, doors open at six, fights start at seven.
be there or be square. Get tickets for me too, if you need any. Awesome. And where can people follow you? You guys can contact me or follow me on Instagram at uh, Shakur Tobago too. Also on Facebook, if you have Facebook, Elijah Smith. Um, and like I said, TikTok, Elijah Smith 18. Thank you so much for taking the time, my man. We were joined by Elijah Swift Smith on the MyFitFoods.com hotline. Make sure that you go to MyFitFoods.com. Use that promo code peanut gallery. You'll be all taken care of there in the checkout. Make sure that you check him out on March 25th at Colorado Combat Club 11 at the Aurora Stampede. I'm Jordan Kurtz with comments from the peanut gallery. Make sure you hit that like, share, and subscribe, and we will see you next time. Thank you so much for watching. Please hit that like, share, and subscribe button. That helps us continue to produce this original MMA content and bring it for you every single week. Tune in to the MMA plug presented by DenverSportsBetting.com on 98.1 FM, Mile High Sports Radio on Wednesday nights from 6 to 7 p.m. Or live stream at DenverSportsBetting.com slash radio.